Welcome back to the Laughing Matters podcast. I am your host, W.S. Walker, and we are wrapping up the conversation with Brienne today, which I just literally noticed that Brienne is Brian with an N-E at the end. I, as long as I have known her, I have I've actually never noticed this. Uh, huh. But look, you guys, you know, you got to know her a little. She's fantastic. And so far, we've had a pretty good talk. If you didn't see or listen to part one of The Secret Behind Why We Find Something Funny, it's uh, it's pretty necessary for part two, which is what you're listening to right now. So sorry for the audio quality on part two as well. The AC jumped into overdrive at one point. It gets a bit noisy. I'm sure you'll forgive me. Uh, but you may be wondering why I'm speaking through this opening. I want to jump straight back into that conversation where we left off for those of you who are listening to, you know, part one and two back to back. So, one of the reasons I threw this up here and was like, hey, I want to do an interview. Like, I want to, more of me telling you about this stuff, but I, I want to, you know, have a talk on camera was I had a pretty serious reaction to that revelation you know that that I was breaking my compassion with this laugh specifically this laugh and it's a that bad laugh what are you anything pop into mind what are your immediate thoughts on that I feel like I've had similar thoughts not so much around like laughter but so much I feel like there's kind of like a cheapening of like the genuine like human spirit like the getting together and the like that feeling the joy like it just like you feel it present everywhere you know and I think one of the biggest things on like controlling my emotions is like I'm aware of like you know where I feel them and like my body and Okay. I don't know. I'm feeling like that all over joy is literally something that I totally search for. And I find it in like Mario Party. And <laughs> I find it at live shows. And I find it at like 3.30 in the morning. And I haven't slept for a few hours. And I don't know. I've never really thought about like the laughter like that before because I know I've had my cheap laughs and I'm trying to watch what I laugh about, what I talk about a lot. Like I've tried to stop gossiping. Watching how I speak about people and the way I speak about things. Sure. So you kind of talked about it earlier. Word, like human language, mm-hmm. are, it's like the number one thing you can control. I feel like it's our first line of, I don't don't want to say defense, but it's one of the first things that I can make tangible about myself. Right. It's the way that I talk and the words that I speak. And And the fact that there isn't just an automatic correlation between what you, what you think and what you say. Oh, and I have a huge problem with that. that. Like expressing truly what I'm thinking. Hmm. It's very complicated. At least and it can it's not be. just like people think that it's just one filter that it passes through of like, am I going to say this or not? No. But it's also like, is there a better way of saying of this? Is it like it goes through this kind of revision process, but like as it's barreling down to the mouth because you're, <laughs> yeah. you're running out of time to say it. And then like, but a lot of times you find yourself being like, I, 
because it just didn't make the cut no. at the last second. No. I'm a very harsh editor. Or maybe I should be a harsher editor. I'm really not sure which one it is. Believe it or not, I'm like having four simultaneous like thought processes at the same time. Oh, it just yeah. feels like layers upon layers of thought in my head. Which is why it's, I'm sure it's fun for you to like have those moments where you're talking about something with somebody and you get, for some reason, there's a pause in the conversation and you get like three or four seconds to yourself to go from A to B to C to D to D. <laughs> and because you're having those four conversations they're conversing too with the conversation that you're having which brings inside stuff that they why would they even yeah and you just restart the conversation at F mm -hmm. and they're like well that was a weird shift you're like actually it wasn't it's very intuitive oh, you shifted? it takes about six steps to get there it's a little Kevin Bacon but <laughs> that's not bad though I love trimmers so when you like notice the cheap laughter, like what did you do to change that? Like what did you do to shift your self into like genuine laughter? Interesting question. I'm so glad you asked. That sounds like something kind of hard to do. I've been That's... just trying to change more minor things about me. Some less things less impulsive than a laugh and it's hard. Yes. <laughs> so well, that's the key. The behavior is the symptom. The actual disease is the thing that you have to change. The the at the time I was doing stand up as well. I was doing a, a comedy podcast. I was I was good at it. But I was also very mean. I'd go very blue. I honestly didn't care who I hit. I would go for the laugh end of the day no matter how anybody walked away from it. And I guess it, that was kind of needed to get to the point where I was like, oh my God. Yeah. But the night that I realized it, uh, we had at that point with the comedy podcast, we had 36 two hour episodes that have been recorded. Is that supposed to be off? Huh? Is that still rolling? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. People say bless you when you sneeze, and I never understood that because sneezing feels amazing. I Coughing love sneezing. and hip cupping are awful. We were. That's when I need your blessings. Yes. I don't need you to bless me for mm -mm. I'm blessed because I sneeze. I, ever, I absolutely agree. I love a good sneeze. Have you ever seen somebody thought they were going to sneeze and didn't sneeze? Oh, That's I'm pissed. That's all the evidence. I'm pissed. That's all the evidence you Oh, need no, to. I didn't cough. I'm not upset by that at all. We had 36, we had 36 two hour episodes in the can of the podcast at the point where I discovered this and I stopped stand up immediately and I stopped the podcast. I killed the podcast immediately that night. Never went back. Well, I mean, I do a podcast now, but I think we can argue that it's significantly different. <laughs> I had to make a lot of choices, a lot of decisions. And one of the things that I came to was, you know, I, I had done enough research. Like I'd spent most of my life trying to figure out, is there a God? Like what morally, what's going on, you know, with the world? Like what are morals? Why do we have them? Uh, wh why am I 
drawn to logic, like how did all these things, patterns, right? Science is all patterns. Mm -hmm. It's things that were already happening, but we're just observing them. And we see it happening, we go, okay, it happened like this, and I'm gonna assume it's gonna happen like this again. I can now, I know how to explain this to others. I know how uh, yeah. to make other people understand this Right, and if well. I come across this situation, I understand that it's gonna do this. Mm -hmm. So I understand that if I do this to it, it's gonna do this other thing. And they observe that, and they keep messing with it, and they keep like just observing what it does over and over and over again. The point that a lot of scientists and physicists and mathematicians come to is that was one of the cameras. Okay, so you guys may have noticed earlier uh, Kelson, Brienne's boyfriend, uh, who was operating camera one, never you know operated a, a DSLR in his life, and did a pretty good job. Man. At any rate, one of the cameras kept shutting itself off for some reason, and uh, the one he wasn't operating, and so like he would occasionally go, uh... I think that one just turned off because he'd, he'd hear it. This one required some fiddling around with, and it, it took a minute, and uh, so we we kind of lost the, the trail of the thought. Essentially, I was diving into, um, basically, you know, since everything's patterns, uh, when it comes to science and physics, it's all observation of these patterns. Uh, a lot of these scientists come around to the thinking at some point of why do these patterns repeat in the first place? Why is it that, uh, that this should happen uh, at all. And uh, that gets a lot of scientists thinking on, um, on a, a guiding hand, essentially, uh, you know, a designing hand. Back to the show. Where were we? <laughs> Ultimately, what did I do about it? Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't just absorb these individual things. Like, you can't just... You can't make a change based off of just understanding that. I came to the conclusion that in a universe in which this is plainly hidden in front of our faces, in a universe in which we are guided down this hidden path that removes us from our fellow man, in a world where we're supposed to be giving a shit about it. I mean, the first, the top organized religions all agree on one point, and that is the golden rule. Care about your fellow man. Love how Kurt Vonnegut said it in Hello Babies. The Hello Babies, Welcome to Earth. Have you ever heard that? No, I haven't. Oh, it's genius. It's just it's a paragraph, but he says basically it's it's hot in the summer and cold in the winter, and it gets wet and it's interesting and yada yada. But there's only one rule. Gee, dang it, you gotta be kind. Mm. And it's it's such a I don't know. It, it's that yes. Be kind to each other, care about each other. It's the core of how you get to happiness. It is the good, like, is so intrinsically built into the design of our world and our ability to live within our world that it's obvious evidence of a, of a designing hand. What makes those patterns in science and math repeat in the first place? If it's all chaos theory, that's that's not an option. Honestly, at this point, we can rule out chaos theory. That's chaos theory is a one in a nigh infinite amount of possibilities. Every other one has to be guided. It's so finely tuned. Most scientists believe that there is something. 
so coming from a place of that, I realized that I ultimately, if I can't make myself think about, you know, oh, I'm going to drop my defenses and do it. But what I can do is I can trust them. Well, that's terrifying, a lot of people say. Well, yeah, how can you just open your arms? And I did, dude. I did 44 days homeless where I you know, slept in. Uh, the Nashville mission was wonderful to me, but it did house some very dangerous people. Never was I touched or was I like even approached in an aggressive way. I chose to love them all. Love. I chose, but that was hard, man. Uh, more specifically, it was hard to to love God. It was hard to to trust God and that. And what became what was crazy about it was it wasn't this thing that you could start here and then you have this. It was this thing that you have to kind of do both at the same time, and they intermingle. By loving everybody here, by opening myself to that, by trusting all of them, I trusted him and I loved him. I felt love towards him for the first time. Like, it was hard for me to love God because I couldn't talk to God on a porch at three o'clock in the morning. You know, I couldn't have a beer with God. I couldn't get a hug from God, somebody I've never actually directly spoken to and seen in you know nonverbal communications from I've had moments where I'm close to God but it's it is something that is difficult kind of like swimming upstream but when I started loving people was difficult but only until I realized there was a part of them that was more like God than it was like people mm-hmm. it seems to be here we call it the heart but honestly it's got nothing to like bless his heart what does the muscular blood pumping organ have to do with anything we're talking about something that's there that can't be weighed can't be you know seen it can't be touched it can't be tasted but we feel it and i think it's the origin of our emotions i know when i have felt my best it's like it literally it's like radiating from this part of my body you know what i mean yeah, yeah. When you love, it just, you Ooh. shine. Yeah. And it's visible. It's, you know, people actually, how you're glowing. Yeah. Yeah, in a way that is being thrown off like that. Just the use of the word glowing. Like, you're not physically emitting light, but it's the closest approximation they have because you are emitting something. Mm-hmm. And it's, we're all, that part of us is all interlinked, all entangled. Uh, the way that quantum entanglement happens is two things coming into existence at the same time, the same We're all place. the same shit. The entire universe came out of one singularity where every atom in the universe existed simultaneously. We are all quantumly entangled. We are all part of this big thing. Um, that's a story for another time. Oh, it's one I'm ready to dive into. <laughs> we'll make that for a part two. I think, yeah, we are definitely past filming limit for this. Uh, so, guys, we, if you want to hear more of this, Brienne, do you have anything you want to plug? We have um, cameras here, cameras here. Uh, I've had 
a really, really good time. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure seeing you and I'm really excited to do this again because it's like, I feel like specifically like with the laugh, you know, I feel like that has a lot to do with like what you were, you had your own revelation within that. And I feel like there's definitely, a lot that I can learn from that. So I'm excited to continue this conversation and think about this conversation and how I can apply it to like the things I know I need to work on. Kelly, you got anything to plug? <laughs> it, it's not appropriate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I appreciate you holding back, sir. So. But that's, uh, I guess that's gonna do, uh, do it for Will Talks. Um, Will and way. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to call this. Um, this hopefully could help. We'll, we'll pick back up on this another time right at this leaving point. Mm -hmm. um, I'm bookmarking it. Bookmarked. And uh, remember, guys, be good to them. Be good for them. You're going to be fantastic. I'm W.S. Walker. She's Brienne. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. And that is it for another episode of the Laughing Matters Podcast. Uh, remember, there is a video link, as usual, in the description. And, of course, you can check out the video at youtube.com slash could help. Now, at the, uh, at the end of this uh, little bit right here, I'm going to include some uh, bloopers from the recording of uh, part one and part two. Uh, just, you know, a few cutesy things that happen. Uh, so make sure you stick around for that. And, uh, of course, don't forget to subscribe. That's always helpful. And one last plea, if you have, you know, need for advice whatsoever, reach out to me. I've got you, man. All right. So I will leave you with be good to each other. Be good for each other. And you're going to be fantastic. I'm W.S. Walker. You are the fantastic you. And we'll catch you next time around. Be sweet. Kelsey, I really want to include you, but I know that I can't be looking at you. That's the one angle I can't do here. Because it's just that awkward, dull days just off camera. It looks like you're staring at it, but if you look closely, you're definitely not. <laughs> How's that? Kelly, am I staring at your soul? <laughs> Get you gadget next time. I'll be way. Sorry, that's an inspector gadget. Like W-H or W-A-I. W-E-A? Way. So it's be like, where there's a will, there's a way. Can we please do that? <laughs> yes, we can. Right, we're doing the intro. Hi, I'm W.S. Walker from the Laughing Matters Podcast and Will Help from the Could Help channel. Uh, this little starlet over here. I'm uh, Way. What, what, what is it's Way. <laughs> and this is Way. So when there's a will, you know there's a way. There's a way. So. It's pretty good. You can close your eyes and you can think. You're a star, baby. Because, <laughs> baby, I'm a. Whoa, whoa, not, not, no, no.